What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Bats Cave. This is the pop culture podcast where I talk about everything in the world of comics, movies, video games, TV shows, and more. I am your host, Alex Bats. This episode one, uh, I want to say uh, sorry for the delay. It's I know last time I recorded, I said I was going to try to put these out at least bi-weekly, and it's been like three weeks, a little over, since the last episode. Um, so yeah, I still... I don't know, I keep on saying that I want to put them out weekly or bi-weekly or, or whatever, and I do. It's just kind of hard sometimes. My schedule, I just went back to work. Also, if you follow my Twitter, you might have seen me tweet about that. Um, and so that's uh, affected this episode coming out. I was going to have this episode out yesterday by the time this is going up. So on Wednesday is when I wanted to have this out but then work and then also wanting to wait for a little bit more information is part of the reason this one is later. But even then, it's still a week later than um, bi-weekly. So yeah, I still, I, I do want to try to do bi-weekly for these, but uh, honestly, I can't make that promise now. I, I, I at the very least can guarantee one episode a month at the worst, but I, I still, I want to try to hit bi-weekly. I, I would like to do that. Um, but yeah, so the, this episode sucks, honestly. Um, as you can see by the title, it's, uh, I put it nicely in the title, um, talking about the fact that DC is restructuring, but, um, it's a lot more down than that. There were on, I think Monday is when the news broke. Monday night, uh, was it I believe was a Monday night, and yeah, Monday. So we got news of massive layoffs uh, throughout Warner Brothers. There was over like six hundred employees total who were laid off, uh, and throughout Warner Brothers by AT and T. And, um, the, the thing that I'll focus on mostly in this is, uh, DC lost a third of their editorial division, um, mainly senior staffers were, and senior editor, like, editorial marketing and administrative personnel were let go. Uh, I have a bunch of different articles that I have pulled up that way I can pull from and quote from throughout this, but, um... Among those that they've that we've heard are gone are editor in chief Bob Harris, SVP Publishing Strategy and Support Services Hank Canals. By the way, sorry for uh, any mispronunciation for names in advance. Uh, VP Bobby Chase and editors Brian Cunningham, Mark Doyle, and Andy Corey, which the latter two were key to the Black Label initiative that seemed to be making a lot of money and is one of my favorite things that DC has done in recent years. I've enjoyed every Black Label book that I've read. Uh, I've read, I think, the majority of them. I haven't read all of them, but I've read uh, definitely at least like 70% of the Black Label books that have been put out, and I think that they're really great. Um, so this, a lot of people are saying that it, it's looking like the Black Label line will be canceled, uh, which would suck. Uh, so that happened, and then in addition, the VP of Marketing and Creative Services, Jonah Wieland, has also been laid off. Um, there's basically, it's as far as senior editors and staff at DC goes, it's literally more like who's left at this point, which 
Uh, Jim Lee, Marie Javins, Michelle Wells, and Nancy Spears are among some of the prominent names that are there. Um, Marie Javins uh, is, it's great that they're the two of the figures that are left right now and two of the, like, the two lead editors now are both women, which is amazing, but the fact that it happened like this is not cool at all. It very much sucks. One, first off, just like heart thoughts to literally everyone who just lost their jobs, like that these are people and now more than ever, times are more uncertain and financial security is very, uh, it's an important, it's obviously always an important thing to have, but with the state of everything right now, uh, it just sucks even more. And um, so that sucks. And this, it's just, yeah, the, the DC editorial will now be run by two women for the first time in 80 years is something that's really great. But again, just the fact that, that it happened like this, this sucks. Um, yeah, whenever reports first came out that all these layoffs were happening, it was literally being described as a bloodbath, um, which is not good. <laughs> um, and so literally the first, I mean, of course, naturally everyone started freaking out and I mean, same, and it's very hard to look at this in any sort of positive light. And apparently the DC collectibles line is also stopping and it's pretty like, while there was a lot of employees total in WB that were laid off, the fact that so much of DC's higher up staff was let go it's just it's impossible to see this as anything but a huge sign of disinterest in the comics publishing business by AT&T, Warner Media and the Global Brands division. Like it's so bad. It very much seems like AT&T doesn't care about the comic side of things at all, which sucks and is something that people have been talking about and has been pretty apparent since the AT&T acquisition and I thought at the very least that they would want DC to be running effectively if for no other reason than using it as an IP farm, which I think is a complete disservice to what comics and what the DC characters and everyone working in DC uh, can offer. But I thought it was safe enough in that regard, but clearly not. And clearly they're wanting to change things and shift directions and they're obviously have their sights on streaming and streamlining that and really pumping that kind of content out which sucks but I like I'm excited I like I love HBO I have HBO Max I got it on launch I've enjoyed it a lot and I'm super excited for all the projects that are announced and everything and so getting more DC stuff there is going to be exciting and it's going to be cool but at the same time, like, I don't, like, losing comics for that is not a trade-off that I want, and so that sucks. Apparently, there was a report from Variety that this is really them streamlining it so that they can expand the, like, DC brand, um, which is interesting. Uh, apparently, the, the DC brand will actually be expanding with DC Chief Creative Officer Jim Lee overseeing creative of all DC-related growth in the company. So, 
that was Variety said that, which, I mean, I guess, maybe. I mean, I hope that's the case, but it's uh, very tough to see that at the moment. And it's weird. because Oh, also, one of the other major divisions for DC that was hit is basically the entire DC Universe staff was let go, um, which sucks. I love DC Universe. And that's another thing that I thought... Because it's long been expected that DC Universe, as far as their original content and shows and stuff, was going to be rolled into HBO Max, just because that's what makes sense. But I still thought and am still hoping that it will stick around as a comic service, a la Marvel Unlimited, because it's what I use DC Universe for the most, and I think is absolutely, absolutely worth the price. I see people... A lot often say that DC Universe isn't worth the price, which I don't get because they're like, oh, it doesn't have that much content. And like, I guess if you're just in it for the original shows or even the older shows that they have on there, like, I sure. But it's literally it's eight dollars, so it's the it's the the cost of two floppies, and I have thousands of issues from DC's history to like read through. Um. Yeah, so I, I love DC Universe for that, and I am praying that it stays around, but um, that's even more uncertain now, which sucks, and it's, the whole thing is so interesting because the comics industry, and I tweeted about this before this news happened, but needs to find a and innovate a, different ways of distributing comics both across physical and digital because there's a major like comics have been coming out the same way for like 30 more than 30 years at this point but diamonds had a stranglehold on the uh direct consumer market for like 30 years and it's something that has worked but uh i've even seen people comment on like that sales are constantly hinging on variants and events and renumberings to boost sales for however long to like keep them going until the next time they have a huge event or a renumbering and a relaunch at number one and things of that nature and so it's something i really like the way that uh the current green lantern series is being approached as a seasonal comic where they're doing i I don't remember how many issues it is per season they're doing but they're doing them and then taking a break for a little bit and then putting them out again and i think that is a really i think that's a model i would like to see used more and it's something that i think could also benefit because you can have a lot of different characters like one, there should just be more maxis and miniseries in general for characters that we don't see as often, but th- that deserve spotlight. One, I think that minis and maxis are arguably stronger than ongoings more often than not anyways. Uh, having a clear beginning, middle, and end to something and having it very much plotted out in like a 12 issues is normally the longest that a maxi will go. Um, having that all, all planned out and... It just makes for a very compelling story and a very tight story. And it also, from a business standpoint, is something that's very easy to sell as a graphic novel. You can be like, hey, pick up either these two volumes of six issues or this one hardcover of 12 issues. And that's the whole story. You don't need anything else. It's right there. And that's very accessible. Even if it's coming out in single issues, 
it's still more accessible than like buying like Batman like 85 for or uh, 86 for instance was like the start of the current Batman run by Tynan was like Batman 86 and you're like okay well do I need to read the previous 85 issues to pick this one up um which you know a lot of the time like creators will try to make they're starting off points new reader friendly and they are new reader friendly a lot of the time like not everyone knows that and so um i think minis and maxis are a good solution to that and are just very strong stories and there's something that can give you the chance and can give creators the chance to tell stories with characters that again don't get the spotlight as much as they should and it gives you can have a lot more creative input you can give more diverse creators jobs doing this and i think that it, it would be nice to see more minis and maxis or even if you did ongoings but did a seasonal approach to it where you have six to eight issues of like a hawkwoman book and then while that's taking a break you have six to eight issues of like a vixen book and while that's taking a break you have you can go back to hawkwoman or you can do black lightning or you can get a Katana series, or uh, Starfire can get a mini, and you can you know juggle all these different characters being in different minis, maxis, or seasonal ongoings, and it really frees up one your calendar. You're not shipping as many books at once, which is obviously something that AT&T is looking to cut down on from DC, but it also makes it to where you're giving solid creative teams, you're getting the same writer and artist on the book for the amount of issues that are going to be put out because you're giving the artist time to work by having a break built into the book if you're doing seasonal or whenever you do minis and maxis a lot of the time artists will get however many issues ahead of the schedule that way there's no delays there and you get the same creative team um, and so I think that there are a lot of pros to doing that and the other side of things is the digital marketplace where DC has a lot of digital first comics coming out now uh, which are very, very cheap. They're like a dollar a piece, and they come out weekly, most of them, if not all, I believe. And then they will later be collected in trades. And so it's something that people have speculated that DC wants, will eventually move to a lot of their books being digital first, maybe not at that reduced price tag. Um, maybe it'll be reduced some, but probably not a dollar for like main titles and then will eventually be collected physically in volumes after however many issues are out. And I don't know how to feel about that because I don't, even though I'm not pulling nearly as many single issues for different series as I was at one point, I would be bummed about losing the option to do so. And it's not exactly something that I want to see, but again, it's, it's interesting because I feel like DC does need to, like the TKO model is pretty cool in which you can buy a package that has uh, six single issues and a volume, like a collected volume that you get shipped to you. And I think that's pretty cool because then you still get those single issue floppies, which I love being a collector and I know a lot of people do, but then you also get the volume and you get them all at once, which I think is really cool. Um, so that's, a, that's another approach that you can take to it. It's just... Yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of factors there and a lot of different directions they can go and it's a lot of stuff that I'm just not sure about and is very disheartening to see. There's been a number of creators that have said DC's like not going anywhere, like they have a lot of plans for the comic side of things, which I do believe and I don't think that DC comics 
uh, would ever completely shut down or, or be like sold off to something else, they will keep DC Comics publishing at least for the bare minimum of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. I don't think they will ever stop putting those comics out, but it's the rest of DC that I'm more worried about, and it's just scary, honestly. It 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 sucks. It yeah, I don't know. It it's just very worrying, and it was such a bummer to see. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it just sucks. It's very it's very not cool. And I hope that I I do genuinely hope that like good comes out of this somehow. But at the same time, like so many people just lost their jobs, and that sucks so much. And it, it very much it's extremely extremely apparent that AT and T doesn't care about the publishing side of. DC for no other reason than money and that's blatantly obvious and yeah it's it's rough I don't I don't know um like the, the fact that Black Label is likely being phased out is just not I that bums me out so much and I don't know it's hard to to fully like it just sucks i don't know i'm trying to think of more like positive things that could possibly come from this but i really can't it just was a huge blow to dc it's very much rocked the comics landscape that's already struggling and has been very much affected by everything covid related and this happens and it's it's not cool but yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I I don't want to just drag this episode on to make it for the sake of length. But and at the same time, I'm sorry because this episode's definitely going to be short. I I don't because I don't want to drag it out. But I apologize for the um, shortness of this episode, even though it took so long to come out. But yeah, I oh I can I know one other thing that I can comment on real quick this just happened actually um Ray Fisher tweeted out an hour ago or like two out wow was that that was almost two hours ago at this point um he said during the LA reshoots for Justice League Jeff Johns summoned me to his office to belittle and admonish me and my agents attempts to take grievances up the proper chain of command he then made a thinly veiled threat to my to my career this behavior cannot continue um which oh <laughs> um i believe i talked about this in a video uh the first time that ray said something about jeff johns uh, a few weeks or a month or so ago um and yeah this is not fucking good this uh, like yeah, uh fuck jeff johns um that's not at all okay and it's extremely disappointing and it's so it's so mind-blowing to me because like it's so easy to not be a piece of shit you know like you have to put effort in to be an asshole and we just keep seeing that people are putting in that effort and it really sucks i haven't seen any comic pros comment on this yet which is kind of disappointing 
Um, I feel like someone should say something, but no one has at the moment. Um, but it's good that I'm glad that Jeff, or not Jeff, I'm glad that Ray is speaking up about this and saying this and bringing this to people's attention because people need to know and people need to be held accountable. And so that's good, at least as some, I don't even, I don't even know if it, it's just, it's a good thing that Ray is saying this. But, yeah, that news definitely fucking sucks. Um, I said it in my video, but you can't um, excuse people from this kind of behavior just because they wrote or created something that you liked. Um, which sucks, because, like, Jeff has written, written a lot of stories that I really love. And it's just... It's incredibly disappointing. And just really fucked up. And... So yeah, that sucks too. Uh, the other thing, like, and this this reminded me, like, Jeff, I'm pretty sure is scheduled to appear at Fandom, which is really fucking awkward. And that's the other thing with this uh, news about all the layoffs. It's coming like two, like a a week and a two weeks. Um, I think I think we're, uh, we're ten days right now at the time I'm re I'm recording this away from Fandom. So we were twelve days away whenever this news dropped, and that's such just fucking shitty timing like it really killed all the hype that was building for fandom in my opinion um like i'm still excited for it because the announcements are going to be cool but to know that all of this is going on behind the scenes and just how absolutely gutted dc just was is uh really not cool and it's like it's shitty that this had to happen in the first place but it's also just mind-blowing that like at&t didn't have the wherewithal to like wait a couple weeks <laughs> like um i guess but yeah i don't know those are i guess my thoughts on this whole thing like i said i don't want to drag this out just for the sake of making a longer episode but again apologize for the brevity of this um if you have any comments or thoughts about the dc layoffs and restructuring and jeff johns being shitty and whether or not this affected your hype for fandom, what you are expecting from fandom, I guess. Um, just thoughts on any of this stuff that I touched on, feel free to let me know in the comments below, or you can add me on Twitter at Batman Files. You can, you can also follow my personal Twitter at ABBatman with two Ts. And um, thank you again for listening and tuning in. I very much appreciate it to those of you that do listen to this podcast and enjoy it. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to leave a like down below. If you're listening on any different subscription services, a review on whatever platform you're choosing to listen to would be very much appreciated. And then, of course, if you liked the episode, a share on whatever social media platform you prefer would also be very much appreciated. Please consider subscribing to my YouTube channel if you haven't already. I'm uploading at least two videos every week, typically on Mondays and Fridays. Sometimes the schedule changes a little bit, but I'm doing two a week always. And then, uh, like I said at the beginning, podcast episode drops vary, but... Yeah, I suppose um, that's it for this episode. Thank you again so much for listening, and be sure to tune in to the next one. Later.